it feels like um, that uh, 80s cartoon special with the one minute of Mr. T saying, yeah. I pity the fool who does drugs at the end, except instead of Mr. T, it's John Maynard Keynes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exciting for me, but right, yeah. I don't know if it is for the average reader. You've just found yourself behind the broken window, lurking in a corner of the writing room at Broken Window Media, where a conversation is already in progress. Uh, welcome back behind the broken window, everybody. It is August the 24th, the year of our Lord, 2020. The world's on fire, and I haven't had a cigarette for about six days, and I want to punch everybody's ugly mother. Uh, I am Ancy. Uh, the hairy gentleman uh, across the way there is Derek. Actually, you know what? Uh, you have longer hair than I do at this point. You might be beat. Uh, that's true. I got, a, I got a better beard going, but... Yeah, I just think you have more body hair than me, actually. So that's... I have no idea. I've never disgusting. seen you with your shirt off. I don't think you've ever seen me with my shirt off, for that matter. Um... <laughs> you don't know that actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. I keep everything escaped below the neck real good. All, all right. right. I'm shiny. All okay. right. Fair enough. Above the neck, though, I'm a filthy hippie. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, my turn to bring us forth a new idea. And uh, yeah, I've got let's one do it. for you. Uh, so my idea here is uh, it stems from the fact that everything over time develops uh, every, every set of ideas develops an orthodoxy and we most commonly associate that uh that term with religion uh but it has a, a much broader meaning than that uh you know i mean there's a if we want to go to economics right there's a there's a keynesian orthodoxy and yep. uh there's an austrian economics orthodoxy or marx uh marxist orthodoxy for sure. Uh, and part of the way you know that all these things develop a, uh, an orthodoxy is when people uh, come up with ideas that uh, are derivative, maybe, but uh, different enough from one of those schools of thought. It becomes its own orthodoxy, right? So Keynesianism mm. births neo-Keynesianism. Uh, births new Keynesianism. Right. Births post-Keynesianism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... My, uh, the, the premise of this article, uh, as of now, it's titled God Bless the Heretics. Mm. And the point I'm making with this article is that uh, heresy and heretics uh, play a vital role, uh, even if you don't want to give up your orthodoxy. Right? So even if you yes. continue to believe your orthodoxy, and you look at it as a heretic as being wrong. They're, they're vitally important, and we should celebrate them. Uh, God bless them. And this stems mm -hmm. from a, a couple different things. So a heresy, it's generally despised by those who place a lot of importance on orthodoxy. But they're missing the important thing that uh, the heresy does. Heretics stress 
it's they're like a stress test for orthodoxy. They're like a they're oh. like a, a a way of testing the system of orthodoxy, putting okay. it through you know strain, if you will. And what happens is the heresy it it exposes two possible flaws, both of which are beneficial to address. Um, I would say almost especially if you have a uh, strong uh, adherence or uh, a belief in or, uh, I don't know, a, a emotional ties to the orthodoxy. And these, these two specific things it does is it, it either demonstrates or the, the heresy plays on uh, errors in presentation. So the orthodoxy is not being expressed in a way that is understandable to people or gotcha. at least people are some misunderstanding what yes. was meant right so there needs to be a clarification right. and so, so the heretic it. Yeah. comes up with this this argument and maybe their argument doesn't actually make sense it, it's just that they misunderstood what the orthodoxy was which means those out there communicating the orthodoxy have done a poor job of doing so yeah, th there's been a problem like that in Catholicism with uh, people like deifying the Virgin Mary because we place so much emphasis on her role as co-redemptrix uh, that they, they start seeing her as like the fourth member of the Trinity and things like okay. that, you know? Sure. And so I, like, I don't think that they're um, like actively trying to create heresy no, they just like they don't even realize that they're in heresy right they just they misunderstood what was meant you know by uh, our devotion to mary yes and then the second thing that uh heresy or the heretic does is it could demonstrate an actual error in the orthodoxy right and presumably if you value the orthodoxy uh you value it because you want it to be as true as it possibly can be. You mm -hmm. want it to reflect reality the best that it can. And so if the heretic exposes an actual flaw in the orthodoxy, great, let's, let's incorporate that into the orthodoxy, right? Uh, so going to uh, economics, right? There are mm -hmm. elements where, you know, Mises sort of, uh, we could say, establishes the initial you know, orthodoxy of Austrian economics. And Rothbard comes along and didn't say he, he was, you know, completely wrong in his foundations and in, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the, the principles of the orthodoxy, but did say it's, but it's kind of not right in these few small places, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, over time, uh, it seems that the Austrian uh, economic orthodoxy has incorporated Rothbard's uh, assessment of Mises's yeah. errors and the orthodoxy has shifted to be something that those adherents of that orthodoxy believe to be more accurate in terms of reflecting yeah. reality. So um, I understand the point you're making and I understand the value of the point you're making in literally every other area of thought uh, except for the Catholic church. So I want, I'm trying to put that aside. <laughs> Because, like, the idea with the Catholic Church is that you know, the I'm, gates of hell shall not prevail against it, so it's impossible for the church I, to profess. I should say, I'm, I'm trying to write this article completely devoid of bringing up religion. 
other right. than to say we commonly associate that word with religion. However, realize it exists everywhere else in life. So let's think yes. about that, right? There's an orthodoxy we develop around, you know, government and man's relationship right. with government. There's an orthodoxy we develop in terms of business practices, right? And some people come in and do mm-hmm. something wildly unorthodox in business. And sometimes it yeah. works, right? That There's even works. orthodoxy in like interpretations of the double slit experiment sure. in physics, <laughs> yes. you know? I mean, yeah. like everybody's got their orthodoxy yes. in a thing yes. for sure. So I'm trying to I, I'm trying to make it um, uh, completely uh, without reference to religion. So I'm with you on that. Let's do it. I just felt compelled to mention that. Well, the gates of hell should not prevail against the Catholic Church, though. So this doesn't apply to them. But everything else, though, for sure. Well, again, they consider right. me a, a, a wild heretic, anyways. So yeah, I consider you a heretic. <laughs> I don't even believe in magic. And I'm incensed by your hair. I guess so. My my okay. my point at the end of this piece, though, that I want to make is, mm-hmm. uh, listen to heretics, right? Whether mm. whether you agree with them or not, they're they're worth hearing out, and it's worth it to at least pay attention to heresy, not dismiss it yeah. merely because it is heresy. My one thing was, do you think of those two errors that heresy points out, is there a preferred order in which to mention those? Mm. Who's the audience? I think that matters. Someone who, someone who likes their orthodoxy. <laughs> Which, okay, literally everybody. I guess. I, I mean, to some extent, yeah. I, you know, I don't know where, where people have a particular interest in orthodoxy gotcha. and where they are. Everybody has somewhere in life that they're willing to dismiss people based merely on the fact that they're a heretic. And the point of this article is to say, don't do that because you're missing, yeah. you're missing valuable information. Yeah. When people are guilty of wrong think. Yeah. Uh, it's, not a good time to shut them down. Like, hear them out. It will help you. It will enrich you. At least at the, it will yeah. very much enrich you. It will at the very least help you to understand why people are misunderstanding why you're correct. Yeah, don't so don't think of it. Teach as, you how to present the information better. But yeah, don't think of it as a threat to your orthodoxy. Think of it as something that will strengthen your orthodoxy. Yeah. Right, it's sort of that uh, the obstacle is the way type uh, sentiment. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. So you said you don't want to, you, you, you might even want to explicitly make this not religious. Generally. Yeah. Okay. Cause using the word heresy saying, God bless the heretics. Um, it sounds like you're trying to talk to religious conservatives saying I'm... to them, Hey, don't freak out guys. Look, the heretics are actually very useful for orthodoxy. They're, they're good and healthy for orthodoxy. Yeah. Actually. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm using the imagery of religion, but I'm not going to talk okay. expressly about it. Okay. Because the the point is, obviously, anyone could translate this lesson over to religion, but I think you first have to be comfortable with doing it uh, with orthodoxies you are less invested in. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't help being um, a political revolutionary and uh, thinking in those terms. So. 
And so I'm going through all the bad ideas first. Forgive me. I have to in order to get to the good ones. (laughs) Uh, They're buried under there. Uh, The next thing is that um, the the right used to be against free speech because they were freaking out about obscenity and whatnot. More recently, the left has been freaking out about free speech, calling it just a cover for hate speech. Right. And um, so you have comedians who are going, ha ha ha, edgy internet edgelord jokes. Haha, ha, racism is funny. And, you know, sometimes it is. That's fine. You know, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, <it's laughs> but, uh, okay. The point is that they wanted to try to shut these people down. And so you could be making the argument to them. And you could start with, hey, look at all these crazy Christian conservatives who are freaking out about heresy. We know, we enlightened people know that actually heresy is good for them. And then turn it around on the left and say hey same thing over here heresy is good for you it strengthens your position if indeed your position is correct uh i have attempted to try and uh make an argument in favor of logical consistency to the left i have never found that to be successful <laughs> under any circumstances whatsoever so i'm, I'm just gonna yeah. i i think that one's gonna have to be a pass yeah i can't even get logical consistency out of libertarians Are right you kidding yeah. me that's so, just right no <laughs> human do not do that so i don't disagree with anything you said i don't know that i assume that neither you nor i can even be accused of logical consistency probably not yeah everybody's a jerk so all right fair point so we're not talking to christian conservatives and we're not talking to progressive liberal atheists who are freaking out about off-color jokes yeah, um, I think I'm 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 actually talking merely to someone who might cringe at the title. Okay. It's just anyone who hearing the phrase God bless the heretic says I don't what? like that. You know, it's it's written to that individual. Okay. Okay, so you're talking to people then it sounds like who are not particularly passionate about any orthodoxy may not even see themselves as being orthodox so it seems like the first hurdle is to say to them hey you actually have an orthodoxy you don't realize it but you do that's why i'm bringing up uh non-traditional orthodoxies just like things that we don't often associate with orthodoxy but it turns out no that is an orthodoxy so you don't realize it but that is actually orthodoxy uh you know around investment economics uh science whatever right okay there's there's an orthodoxy to all of these things can i just say i just suddenly got a pang of fear this is weird okay because it's like you okay so you're you're taking a group of people who don't realize that they have an orthodoxy and who aren't like politically motivated to enforce that orthodoxy and you're saying to them you do have an orthodoxy no i'm I'm, I'm going to actually a step further than that i'm saying they do have an orthodoxy and they uh without even realizing that they do it they um stand ardently against the heretics interesting so you already do have an orthodoxy and you are already defending it you didn't realize it though stop doing that now stop doing you're dismissing people for heresy when you don't even realize that you're doing that so stop realize that's what's going on okay this is this is actually someone worth listening to well if you can give me 
an absurd example that everybody can agree on, whether they are left or right, atheist or Christian or whatever. Give me an example so that um, when you show me the reader who is Joe Public, who doesn't even think he has an orthodoxy, that he actually has one, and he's actually doing exactly the same thing as this crazy group is doing, I can laugh at myself. Can we go... I mean, can we go so absurd to say uh, someone who argues that maybe throwing the virgin into the volcano is not going to give us a good harvest next year? <laughs> okay. Maybe. Um, that is, uh, that's a, what's the, that's a mythological example. Sure. It's not a, it's not a, it's not like an actual mythological example. That's like, modern mythology about what constituted right. mythology once upon a time, right. but like it probably didn't actually, right. but I don't know where, I wonder where that came from actually. I guess my point later, there but. though is I can't give you an example that everyone's going to agree on because there's somebody who's going to disagree because that's their orthodoxy and they're going to see themselves on that end of the spectrum and you get what I'm saying? You're saying, give me one that left, mm -hmm. right, everyone can see. Well, that's obviously ridiculous. Well, except for whoever is, you know, deeply invested in that particular orthodoxy that the example is built around. So if I go it's sort of a reductio ad absurdum yeah. angle, then everyone looks at it and says, well, yeah, that would be ridiculous to not listen to the crazy heretic saying, maybe don't throw the, the young virgin in the volcano. Yeah. Okay. And then you can say to people, you have a beliefs which are equivalent to, you know, this, needing yeah. to throw virgins into volcanoes. You don't realize that though. And you're throwing virgins into volcanoes and you don't realize that either. Yeah. And more importantly, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but there's someone out there who's saying you're throwing virgins into volcanoes. And maybe you should at least listen to him just in case, just, just in, case, in case, right? Yeah. Like you don't, you don't want to be doing that. So just in case, yeah. okay. listen to him. That's not bad. And then if you can show me that orthodoxy exists in like literally every area of life, every area of human endeavor, right? right. You, like show me how like inescapable orthodoxy is. It makes it that much clearer to me. How, how dangerous it is for me to not listen to the heretics. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's orthodoxy down to, you know, the right way to, to take notes in a class and stuff. I mean, there's, yeah. there's all sorts. Which of side them. of your plate to put your fork on. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's orthodoxy all over the place and uh, they've, well, I don't know. I suppose that's not worth it to do in this. Although I, I would love to go into how orthodoxy develops, why it exists, why we hold on to it, why sometimes a, we still have to give it up. That's a great book yeah, that you will not write. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a subject I'd love to do more on, but I, I, yeah. I can't right now. Because it's, it's impossible for me not to go, oh yeah, market standards develop into orthodoxy. Uh, mm -hmm. But then we hold on to them for the sake of tradition when really it would be better to let go and allow the new market standard that better addresses the needs of this time yeah. to emerge. But anyways, uh, so. Okay. Uh, well, um, I, I like it. As long as you don't take any of my advice, it won't suck. All right. Go write it. <laughs> hey, everybody. Don't forget. 
You can browse our entire catalog of podcasts and articles at brokenwindowmedia.com. And at brokenwindowmedia.com, you can become a part of the conversation. But if you'd rather anonymously type ironically racist slurs at us in all caps, well, you can tweet at us at brokenwindowm. You know, I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, hello, welcome back. It is now Tuesday, September 1st, uh, since we had the first part of our discussion. So it's uh, actually a little more than a week ago. We almost were on schedule and almost one, so day, one day behind. My fault. Uh, all right. So I wrote an article uh, celebrating heresy. And uh, Ansi, go ahead. Tell me uh, how we uh, how we need to change this up. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So I'll tell you, I paint a picture for you of, of what this felt like. Um, so you're so you, you remember 80s cartoons? Well, you're a baby. You don't remember 80s cartoons. <laughs> okay. But there's this thing in, with 80s cartoons, maybe you've seen it still, where um, you have a, an episode that's about some like kid-friendly, soft moral message. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't do drugs. Right, right. You know, don't be a bully. If you're being bullied, you know, go tell yeah, an adult, yeah. whatever it is. And so you'd get like 29 minutes of soft moral and then you'd get like one minute of um, them just like laying it out for you explicitly. Yeah. You know, like Mr. T comes on and he's just like, drugs are bad. Don't do drugs. I pity right. the fool who uses right. drugs, you know? And, uh, but it's just like, it's just like a minute of just like preaching at you. But it's, um, it's lighthearted though. It's a soft moral thing. It's mostly just for fun. It's, it's mm-hmm. for children's entertainment, right? Okay. So I was getting vibes of that when I was reading this that it was like a, an entertaining soft moral and which is cool. Actually, I dug it. I was reading this and I was like, Mr. T just told me not to be a bully. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Um, however, um, like the proportions were all wrong though. It felt like you were giving me one minute of cartoon and 29 minutes of Mr. T Okay. Just talking directly to the camera. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I'll give you an example of the kind of thing that I want expanded in here then. Um, well, okay. So I guess first we want to talk about big picture. What is this article? Yes. Uh, the problem. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's not a problem. The tricky thing that I realized I needed to do with this article was define these things for people because they're terms that people have mm, uh, some associated ideas with but they have I think a broader meaning than those uh, more narrow ideas mm-hmm. and I needed to sort of define these terms in this broader sense well, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm yeah and that's totally fine I'm with you and the, the necessity of defining these terms properly. right and you're talking about heresy and orthodoxy specifically yes. and orthodoxy first because heresy is derivative derivative of yeah. orthodoxy okay so well uh what you're doing here though is you're saying <clears throat> you say to the person you say to the reader you are guilty of being dismissive towards heretics uh you don't know that but i'm going to prove to you that you are yes dismissing heretics is bad and you are doing it yes uh and the argument essentially goes that um you know 
the nature of heresy is to, you know, to say something that's in contradiction with some established orthodoxy. Yes. Uh, then you say that everything has an orthodoxy. Even how you celebrate a holiday, you probably feel yep. like there's some correct way to do it, and other people who do it differently are doing yeah, it wrong. Yeah, I think I mentioned turkey on Thanksgiving yes. in an example of that. So that's that's you saying to the reader, you didn't realize you had an orthodoxy, but I think I just made it clear to you that you actually have about 12 orthodoxies. Yes, at least. And you don't like it when other people say wrong things. <laughs> yes. So those people are heretics and you're dismissing them. So point one achieved, check. Okay. You then move on to point two where you say, here's why you shouldn't do that. And it's for the two reasons we previously discussed. Yeah. In between, I say, like, I understand why you would do that, but it's still not something you should do. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get the emotion, you know? Yeah. Somebody says something heretical and you think, I don't need to listen to this person. They're obviously wrong from go. They have nothing right. valuable to say. Right. Uh, and you got you to fight that instinct. Uh, and you explain that heresy is great because it exposes either A, a miscommunication, or B, an actual flaw or inadequacy in the orthodoxy. Yes. So, you know, celebrate the heretics. Yes. So, um, conceptually... Uh, great article. Um, I think you bring up the ideas that you need to and like in the right order. Okay. And the the tone of like soft moral children's 80s cartoon. <laughs> also good. <laughs> okay. Dig it. Me, me and uh, uh, Tailspin. Yeah, I loved Tailspin. <laughs> OEO. I believe it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I can't give any more money to the mouse. Okay. <laughs> okay, no. Mickey Mouse is the reason why our intellectual property laws are such garbage. I mean, IP is garbage regardless of what you do with it, but... Agreed, it, but I have two right kids, now. and uh, if $7 a month gives me thousands of hours of easily accessible uh, entertainment for two kids, I'm, I'm good. I, gotta I respect do it. your decisions. Yeah. yeah. That's that's uh that's called pragmatism right there. Yeah. Uh fully comfortable with that. Okay. Okay, so uh let's go to the Thanksgiving thing actually, because that's what I wanted to bring up. All right. So you say you're trying to prove to people that they have an orthodoxy. And as one example you bring up, maybe you adhere to some orthodoxy regarding how holidays should be celebrated, comma, like Turkey on Thanksgiving. Yes. Okay. That's all you say about it though. And I got to that line and I thought, yes, that's what I've been waiting for. And then you stopped talking about it in the very next sentence. And I said, no, 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 go back. Okay. <laughs> Paint that picture for me. Like make me as the reader feel that emotion of like, have, have, uh, have oh, a, a character who's saying, actually, no, we're going to yeah. have a, a, some, a baked salmon this Thanksgiving. And so oh, so in, introduce the heretic there in order to reaffirm how strongly you have the orthodoxy. Because I haven't uh, gone yeah. into heretics just yet at that point. Uh, yeah, well, I think uh, in order to prove to me that I have an orthodoxy, you need to prove to me that I have the experience of believing that somebody else is a heretic. Right. 
Right. Like, oh, therefore I do have an orthodoxy. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I mean, I thanks could you. even, I could even bring up the, uh, the everybody loves Raymond episode where, uh, his wife tries to serve salmon or something on Thanksgiving. Oh, she actually does try to serve salmon. Yeah, I okay. think I think that's probably the most well-known episode of the show. Is she okay. tries to serve salmon, and that is right. uh, well, disastrous. I don't, I, I don't watch. It's not my bag. But I haven't I haven't seen much of it either, but I have I, seen that episode. I'm sure it's full of the yucks. You're doing a great job, Ray Barone, or Ray Romano. That's his real name. That's probably still a stage name. Who knows? Probably it's got to be. You're doing anyway, a great job, move, Ray. Move, moving on. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we could okay. We could flesh that out, I guess. Introduce uh, the heretic to reaffirm yeah. the I think you see my orthodoxy. point, though. If, if the point of that section is to prove to me, the reader, that I do have an orthodoxy, you have to make me feel the experience of sure. thinking those people are heretics. Okay. Oh, my God. I have an orthodoxy. Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. So flesh that out. Good. Okay. That was point one. All right. I win. (laughs) (laughs) I win the edits. Good. Okay, next. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, so here's the other thing. And actually, this is the only other point that I want to make. Okay. Is that you are talking to an audience of people who may or may not be religious but the uh, probably more so people who aren't religious at all, uh, but trying to prove to them that despite their irreligiosity, they still have an orthodoxy. Yes. Yeah. And, and I thought um, the way that you introduce this, the way that you frame the article, the first paragraph, mm-hmm. there, it doesn't quite work for that. That's fine. The intro was definitely the part I was least uh, yeah. okay, confident. Yeah. So I'm not sure what I want to do here. Um, could we, um, spitballing here, uh, could we go into greater detail discussing orthodoxy and heresy in a specifically religious context? I was going to say, should, out- should we maybe lead with the turkey? Oh, oh, snap! Oh my God, you're editing my edits. There, there we go. You're, you're really good at this today. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking lead with the turkey, right? And, and make people feel that and then say, hey, what that actually is, what happened to you there? Yeah. Is uh, you, it exposed an orthodoxy and you being upset about a heresy. Okay. Or at the very least, you know, you can understand or have seen people who feel this way. That could work. Thanksgiving, right? That could work really good. And maybe you have right the, in the same face, thing right up somewhere else that feeling. in your life. Yeah. 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 Maybe for you, it's not Thanksgiving turkey, but it's the uh, proper way to uh, braise ribs, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then, so you hit them with that up front and then you go in and you talk in greater detail about the nature of orthodoxy and heresy and how they actually have other orthodoxies in all kinds of other places. Right. And, um, and then by the end, we've got the Mr. T soft moral, uh, yes. yeah. you know, wrap it all up, make it yeah. clear to people, Hey, you know, don't do drugs. Hey, if you're getting bullied, go talk to an adult. And Hey, right. if somebody's speaking heresy to you, eh, hear them out, you know, <laughs> listen, yeah. it won't, it won't hurt. 
Uh, oh, this reminds me. I forgot I was going to say that it feels like um, that uh, 80s cartoon special with the one minute of Mr. T saying, yeah. I pity the fool who does drugs at the end, except instead of Mr. T, it's John Maynard Keynes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exciting for me, but right, yeah. I don't know if it is for the average reader. There's a, a lot of references to Keynesianism and economics in general in here. And I thought, well, it's because it's because it's the one I know best. And it's also not going into religion. And it's the kind of thing where I think if you're an outsider, you can look at academia and say, yeah, that makes sense how they all have orthodoxies. And even Mm -hmm. if I don't understand the specifics of a of a specific one like economics, like I get how academia develops orthodoxies and I can see that as being an example regardless of whether i understand the specifics okay well um you just made me remember that there was a third point that i wanted to make and i forgot because i didn't write things down because i'm bad at my job but it's related to this and the other thing we were talking about okay so uh it's related to both john maynard Keynes and turkey yes (laughs) that um one and the same uh yeah potato tomato clearly (laughs) so uh here's my thought is that if we want to give people examples that they can relate to and we also want to give instead of john maynard Keynes, and also give people examples that um evoke in them the disgust that you feel when somebody speaks heresy to you um that the turkey might not be big enough to to evoke that emotion and that the um john maynard Keynes is too distant to be relevant agreed i think the the turkey thing works maybe for the intro but it's not the kind of thing you can bring back at the end you know because it's not it's not like i wrap up saying and you know listen to the person who wants to offer salmon up on things ah very good point like that you could say at the end hey eat the salmon you might like it yeah it might be good yeah it's a it's sort of a comical way to get into the idea and it's sort of i think hits people over the head, but I think I probably would want to come up with an example, like a second example that I follow up the Turkey thing with. And that second example be the thing that returns in the end. So I have a few ideas about what that example might be. Okay. But I'm nervous because if, if you need the idea to be sufficiently heavy that it evokes that emotion, yeah but you need it to be sufficiently lighthearted that it doesn't destroy the tone of the piece right 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 (laughs) yeah so i don't know how to strike that balance but here are some examples i thought of that are all very much not striking that balance um global warming Hmm. people definitely got an orthodoxy on that yeah um uh homosexual attraction uh, is it necessarily genetically determined or is right. it, you know, socially determined in some way? Um, um, gendered behavior, is that socially constructed or is that biologically inherent? These are the things I think about. Forgive me. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, my problem is, one, I think they are, I think there's enough people that pay no real heed to those things. Oh, crap. That... I just went John Maynard Keynes, didn't I? <laughs> you did. And, and so that actually, no, but that gives me an idea, right? Maybe it is going John Maynard Keynes. And maybe what I need to do is uh, put myself more into the article. 
Okay. Right? And Break I, that down I, for me. I bring up my personal indignation at the heresy of John Maynard Keynes. <gasps> oh my and God. So and now it, you can make it a meditation. Yeah, yes. There you go. Yeah. I make it more about me and my personal take on that. I use the turkey to intro it. Yeah. I, but my, my primary example of orthodoxy is, hey, listen, there's orthodoxies everywhere. Let me give you, let me give you my, one Personal of my example, orthodoxies. Yeah. Right? Here's my emotional journey through yes. this thing. And here's, here's one of my orthodoxies. And here's you know, some of the heretics <sighs> I deal with. That's good. Because I actually, I wanted you to somewhere in this piece, show me an example of how listening to the heretics wound up being valuable. Yeah, and, and we can't fully bring that home because we haven't really put out there the economic ideas we've sort of understood from all this. Right. So I don't know quite how to do that yet. Yeah, um, is, um, is this the appropriate venue to be critiquing Austrian economics uh, in, in yeah. light of... Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I mean... I, I'm a nerd for Austrian econ and econ in general. So I hear that and I think, yeah, you can do that. Totally. That's fine. Right. People will understand. Right. But I'm, I don't do as human do, though. Um, I'm a weirdo. So. What if I did something about comic books? There you go. That'll do. Right. That, what I was going to say, we something... need something that normal people can relate to. And... Yeah. What if I did like something about, I don't know, I could pick, there's, there's an, you know, an orthodoxy, I guess, around how certain superheroes should be portrayed. <gasps> and some people step outside of that orthodoxy. And, or oh. some people, some people actually uh, take Batman, right? Yeah. Will have their their orthodoxy about Batman so much so that they can't even appreciate previous versions of him, right? right. The goofy 60s TV show. I love that. People Sandman. who yeah. who take Batman too seriously to be able to respect what exactly that show is doing. Yeah. Right? So maybe it's something like that that I use. Oh, that's good. Uh well, how about um so that is great. Um I was thinking um modern incarnations of superheroes like the modern incarnation of batman in uh, the batfleck although i guess that's old news now yeah well yeah not patterns um, on his way i guess uh, i thought the batfleck did a great job of being the bat not just the fleck um right. it was unfortunately in a garbage movie that needs to die in a fire but uh oh you know ah that's what i need to do the controversy no it's not batman it's superman killing zod that was my that first thought. That does not okay. fit with the orthodoxy of many Superman right. fans, including, by the way, myself. But yeah, and um, but I, that was my first thought because it was so far outside of what Superman's supposed to be. Uh, but then I thought that's a terrible example, though, because that was a terrible movie. It's not like <laughs> well, it was, but that was why some people argued it was a terrible movie because uh, look, you got the character so wrong. God, that wasn't However, why it was terrible. No, I know, but. Yeah. Maybe we could make an argument, though, that, well, maybe there was, there was still actually something to that idea. It was heresy. It was not Superman. It was the incorrect way to do Superman. But does it sort of expose something about Superman that his message doesn't fit a modern storytelling medium in a movie? Or is it something along those lines? Right? Actually... Here's the thought um, on the Superman, the Man of Steel movie is the one we're yeah. talking about, which was garbage, please go away. Yeah. But uh, 
he so Zack Snyder accidentally captures in that movie everything that is actually terrifying about Superman. Right. Because uh, we are like ants to him. He he really could just murder us all in in, in a few days if he yes. if he wanted to. Yes. Uh, and and he really is literally alien, and so um, that's a that's an important revelation. Like that should inform the Superman character. And as we move forward, I hope that it does personally. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is Luther's great concern obviously um is well, that, yeah. but they they tried to make in batman v superman that luther's motivation but it was done very very poorly and i didn't believe it and okay so let's no yeah. let's put it this way here then maybe it is what that heresy of snyder exposed was that the previous orthodoxy of superman had not properly addressed the dynamic of just how terrifying it would be for this being to exist. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe what it is, is that uh, it is a, it's the second kind of fallacy. It's the one where you expose sort of an incompleteness in the previous orthodoxy and the incompleteness yeah. in the previous orthodoxy of Superman was that it hadn't fully addressed while he's always been this symbol of hope there is sort of a like a, a little bit terrifying side to that as well. Yeah, there is an inherent danger to this relationship. And they've they've tried to get at that here and there in stories with Superman being controlled by other people and all oh, of that. Oh, that's cheap. Right, and it misses the point. The point is, yeah. no, what if he decides that's the right thing to do? Yeah, and that's, that's what's, what's scary right, is right. that there is there is a mind behind this power that we have to trust. Yes. And so yeah. Snyder didn't address that in the right way and he didn't do it well in that movie. But the he was exposing at least the flaw in the orthodoxy. That's pretty good. Okay. Well, anyway, not necessarily this, but I think that's a good option. I like well, I, li- I like about. that one. I like that one because I think it's uh well, one, I can write about it from a personal perspective, which mm-hmm. helps. And two, everybody's familiar with Superman. Yeah. And even if they have very little history with Superman, everybody has an idea of what Superman's supposed to be. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether they've read a comic book or watched more than you know a single TV show or seen a Christopher Reeve movie or whatever. Superman is such an engaging character that... Mm-hmm. As soon as you become aware of him, you have ideas of what he's supposed to be. And so I think the idea of, look, we even have an orthodoxy around Superman that is uh, relatable. Nice. That is, that's, this is perfect, actually. Comic books in general, whatever we do with this media, because right. it's something that evokes intense emotion in people, but it's simultaneously meaningless. Right. Like it's not. <laughs> right. It's it's just comic books. Yeah. You know, like it's just media. It's yes. fine. It's it's literally imaginary. <laughs> yes. So this is perfect. All right. That uh that sounds good. Zack Snyder and the Superman Turkey. That's, that's Yes. The title. I'm holding you to it. All that right. is happening. Zack Snyder and Superman Turkey. <laughs> Superman Turkey. Okay. Uh I think I like it. Go write it. All right. 
You've just gone behind the broken window. Drop us a line at contact at brokenwindowmedia.com. Like us on Facebook for regular updates, and follow us on Twitter at BrokenWindowM. Music by Lorenzo's Music. Thanks, Lorenzo's Music. Check them out at lorenzosmusic.com. Hear the rest of the conversation and become a part of it at brokenwindowmedia.com. We'll see you there. Let's do it. All right. You all ready for this? Okay. Welcome, welcome, whack. Nope. Welcome, welcome, whack. All right. Thank you. Yes, take two. I just realized we never even answered that question that I asked. What? What What was that? Whether to put the error in communication versus the error in the orthodoxy itself first. Oh, either one. Although I'm now thinking it, it seems to me put the less scary one first yeah. and then the scarier well, one second. So that was going to be the question to me was, are you talking to people who self-consciously see themselves as orthodox or people who self-consciously see themselves as heretics? That was going to be the question for me. It's, and it turns out that you're looking at people who self-consciously see themselves as neither. Yes, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then all that made me realize I am far more feminine than masculine in this way of thinking, but or at least <laughs> than the average bear. <laughs> okay. Well, between the two of us, I'm definitely the more feminine, but maybe I, I guess in this yeah. aspect of, of thinking. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm keeping all this in. I don't even care. Okay. <laughs> um, I like it. Go write it. All right. Wait, did we answer the question yet? We are did. You, we did. Which one are you doing first? We do the less scary one first.